the episode you are about to hear was created prior to our rebranding to Foul Play. If you have any information on any of our cases, you can visit us at itsfoulplay.com. ago today, at approximately 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Sister Kathy would leave her carriage house apartment for the very last time. The world has become aware of Kathy's tragic fate that night, so today, Gemma and I ask you to take a moment to remember Kathy. You see, Kathy was a real person, with dreams and goals of her own. On November 7, 1969, Kathy's life was taken, but her memory lived strongly and those whose lives she touched. These are some of those memories. This is Sharon Hamill Bush. I just wanted to leave a memory of Kathy on the 50th anniversary of her disappearance. I knew Kathy from Archbishop Keogh High School, where I was part of the first graduating class, and Kathy was my English teacher. She was the type of teacher that everybody loved. She was a gentle force. She demanded that you give your best, but she was gentle and kind, and her poetic nature, her, her softness but strength at the same time was just something that drew everybody in. She was very intelligent. She was an excellent drama teacher. She was a director of the plays at Keo for the four years we were there. She pulled out the best in everybody. I knew her after she left the convent in 1969 and moved in with Mr. Russell. Russell was my best friend, and I um, knew Kathy more through Russ as we went on after she left. I had more contact with Russ than Kathy, but Kathy was still a very soft strength. She, she was gentle but very strong. When she disappeared, we couldn't believe it. And it's still 50 years later is the power and the strength of the feelings are still there as if it happened yesterday. It's, it's something that we never can get over. And now that everyone is working so hard to solve and get actual justice for what happened, it makes it a little bit easier. But at the same time, every morning I wake up and I know that the feeling is still there for Kathy 50 years later. And I just hope that there will be justice in the end for her and she can actually rest in peace. Thank you for letting me give a memory. She was a very powerful and loving woman, and I'm just glad to have known her even for a little while. Thank you.
Patty, commonly known as Pat, Reberger Heldman, wrote in with this memory. I am a 1969 graduate. In 1965, when I entered Keough, Sister Joanita, Sister Kathy, was the first person I really met. She was my homeroom teacher. Not many girls from St. Mark's came to Keough or were not in my classes. I have no sisters or female cousins, so I was just feeling very alone. But Sister Kathy was so kind, warm, friendly, and so young, I was so happy to have her as a teacher and to get to know her. We stayed in contact throughout the summer, and I went to the school to help her with getting her classroom ready for the new year. That's when I really got to know her, and I remember how easy it was to share my thoughts and feelings with her. I was so fortunate to have her in my life during those teenage years that can be so tough. I joined some of her extracurricular groups, like drama and creative writing, so that I could still chat with her from time to time. In the spring of 1969, I was very surprised when she told me she was leaving the school and convent because, of course, I had no idea what was really happening at the school and what she was going through. We wrote back and forth that summer, and I'm so glad I kept her letters. I pulled them all out last year after watching The Keepers. She had the gift for saying just the right thing at just the right time. She really cared about me despite all she was dealing with. I am so glad that I visited her just a few weeks before she was killed. She was not feeling well and seemed preoccupied, so our visit was brief, but I thank God every day that she was my friend. Santafonti, Chris Constantine Santafonti. I was in the first graduating class of Archbishop Keogh, and I knew Sister Kathy very well. It's been a daunting task for me to choose only a few things or a few memories of Kathy because there were so many special ones. One memory, I remember her standing in the wings of the stage while directing the musicals and plays. She used to do that, watching the actors and actresses. A really fond memory was when I saw her singing along some of the songs from The Sound of Music. I couldn't hear her voice, but I'm sure she was not singing loudly because that wasn't our style. But she was having fun, and she was happy. But she just seemed to be enjoying the music and being in the moment. She was pretty stern on the stage. You know, she didn't take, take any nonsense. So seeing her in that mode was always fun. In the same type of situation, on some Saturdays uh, mornings, we'd have to go over to school to help out with you know, the plays and different things. We had to plan our next moves and rehearse and all that business. Well, one Saturday, it was blazing hot in the auditorium. As you know, we didn't have air conditioning. I don't think they did until even the last day that that school was open. But that auditorium was always hot. Springtime, it was really bad. So Kathy asked for our permission to remove her habit. And we were somewhat apprehensive and slightly intimidated, I'd say. But we wanted to make sure she was comfortable. So, of course, we said, fine. Um, when she emerged from backstage without her veil on, it was absolutely astonishing. And what I observed was an absolutely beautiful human being inside and out. Of course, her humility kicked in, and she wanted to continue on like everything was the same. But for all of us who were present, it was a moment that 
would always bring a smile to our face. She just was gorgeous. She was a beautiful woman. I loved her smile, especially. She had dimples and just, just a beautiful person. As an English teacher, she was and always will be my favorite. We not only learned about Shakespeare, we had to perform in class in front of everyone, which was always not so much fun at the time. The soliloquies were always the most difficult to do, which even saying that word was difficult for me. Um, it would come out, but I'd sometimes question how I pronounced it. But she would always smile and let us continue on. What she taught me was to have courage and courage to face my fears of being alone. And even though I would stand and face my classmates alone, she would stand in the back of the room and her gaze would lock one to yours and the words would kind of come out naturally. And I think that was a gift she had kind of calm you down and, and make you realize that you still could do these things. I knew she always had my back and many of us felt the same way. Even when she displayed some disappointment and she did occasionally, sometimes for our delivery of things or our lack of memory of words or whatever, it emerged because she had a great desire to see all of us succeed. No judgment, just pure love, just as a loving parent would do. She wanted us to be successful. That meant tough love once in a while, and it was never done in a mean way. It was just stern, and, and I knew she meant, you know, try your best, be, be in the moment, and take, take your time. I always thanked her for that, for pushing me and pushing others that way. Well, one of my fondest memories will always be the first time Kathy and I really talked one-on-one. And I will say that her approach beforehand put me into a state of fear because with it, when a nun points at you or anyone and says, see me after class, you knew the wrath of God was at hand. <laughs> so in this case, I was a little worried. That particular day, I remember being very sensitive and started thinking of any and all disobedience situations. I'll use that word loosely. I may have been involved in, but none surfaced that had, you know, nothing came up that I thought would be relevant. So it was a little worrisome that I had to see her and talk to her about something I wasn't even sure of. What I will never forget sitting across from her and she asked me if I was okay. I remember pondering about it, how to reply, and what the consequences might be by saying no. So I did reply that I wasn't okay. And what emerged from that discussion was a real connection with her. Um, and another person who I would view as a true friend. She listened to every word I had to say and never judged me for some things that I carried with me in like a negative way. Um, she spoke to my heart every time. And I really feel she was the reason I became a stronger woman. I, I do have compassion for so many and that's the way she was. And she taught me that, that that can be accomplished even if you are a strong person. She was always there. When I needed her, especially in my senior year when my mom was dying, I, I know she had many connections with those in need, and her intuitiveness as to what was needed was amazing. I pray to Kathy every day, and I want her to intervene on my behalf for all people that are in need, especially people I'm close to. I have a very large faux statue of an angel in my family room that I bought many years ago in memory of Kathy. I saw it in an antique store, and it just threw me over to it, and I thought, I have to bring that home with me. It was a weird situation. I had people with me, and they're all kind of snickering, saying, why, why do you need that? And um, 
and it's that I just feel like I need to bring it home. So it's been in my family room for over probably 20 years in the same place. I feel like she watches over everyone uh, while we're there and while we're not there. Anyway, she really does resemble Kathy. My family and friends, you know, are in need at times, and I, I feel like that's Kathy's gift to be able to intervene for all of us. And I would encourage anyone that needs help or feels they're, you know, they need to pray to someone to choose her. Mr. Kathy's right there listening. My fondest memory that I can actually hold in my hand is the note card that Kathy gave me on my graduation day. I've treasured this card for 50 years, and the significance for me is that she held this in her hand. I only know of one other person who received a note card from Kathy. Um, that's my friend Kitty, who lost her mom two weeks after mine. Her love for poetry always resonates with me, and I continue to write because of her. Now, this being my fondest memory also blends into our mutual love of poetry. I've only shared this, uh, the words on this note card with a few people. I'm feeling more comfortable now with sharing it. And those of you who knew Kathy uh, will understand how she wrote. The poetry was very meaningful to me. I hope it's meaningful to you. So I'm going to read it now. Continuing courage in the face of the real world. Your strength has been a real encouragement to me. People like you will keep me a sister in a real sense all the days of my life. I owe you a poem, but you can't rush poems. Be patient just a little longer. Be gentle in the face of cruelty. Be warm in the face of coldness. Be a woman in the face of everything that militates against that. You make my life worthwhile. Thank you, Mr. Kathy. Dorothy Hilditch, class of 1969 Keogh, wrote in with this memory. In my 1969 yearbook, I remember Kathy Sesnick, Sister Joanita, as my favorite teacher at Keogh. I had Kathy as my English teacher. I believe it was my freshman year. Later in my junior or senior year, she was my homeroom teacher. I recall her love of classic literature and her enthusiasm as she introduced us to books such as Dickens' Great Expectations, Poetry, and Plays. She was a true romantic and so animated as she shared her love of these literary works. I vividly recall the quote she had on her bulletin board in the front of her classroom. Quote, It is better to have loved and lost than to never loved at all. Knowing now more of her personal life at the time, as described in The Keeper's, it makes total sense how she interpreted this line in detail for us to contemplate. Another strong memory is the production of From Lollipops to Roses that I believe was during my sophomore year. It was a musical compilation of songs from various musicals such as Bye Bye Birdie, West Side Story, The Sound of Music, and many other popular musicals. Of the time. I believe Kathy was the one who combined all of the numbers to be performed in a progression which described the journey of young girls becoming 
young women. The performance was very moving, and the three shows were sold out with standing ovations. I still have the program from that show. Her life was cut short so tragically, and it was a tremendous loss to so many who had the privilege to know her. She could have influenced so many more young women, had she been given the opportunity. Jean, who was seven at the time and whose parents were friends of Kathy's, wrote in with this memory. Kathy was very special to my family. She and my parents, who were the same age as she was, were close friends in the last few years of her life. My siblings and I just loved her. She was like a fun big sister. She was easy and open. Kids know instinctively when they meet an adult who relates to them genuinely. Kathy stood out for her caring and kindness, for her passion, her sensitivity, her intelligence, and her authenticity. She could connect immediately with people. She and my mom became instant fast friends. Even though I was only seven when Kathy died, the years I knew her were formative for me. My parents were young and still in college, and the mid to late 60s were an interesting time for the country and for the church. Mom and dad were aware and involved, and their friends, many of them sisters and priests, came for dinners and parties. Kathy was the first one in the group to leave the convent, but her experience was inspirational. It was possible to thrive and create a meaningful life outside of the convent, and to do it with the support of faith. In the fall when she died, I began preparations for my first communion the following spring, and she was excited about it. I still have the Mary Metal necklace she gave me as a gift. When Kathy disappeared, my family was devastated. It was a terrible time, but my mother has a giant heart and a real knack for keeping alive the connections that matter. Kathy's photo, the one in the green dress, the first dress she bought out of the convent. Mom took that photo. It hung on our wall then, and it still hangs in my parents' house now. When I had to choose a saint's name for my confirmation name, she suggested Kathy, and I agreed. Let's just say my required pre-confirmation essay on my chosen name saint caused a little stir at my school, but it worked out. More important is that my mom made sure that Kathy's love and care would always be part of our lives, and that her spirit would live on in the work of my parents and their friends to help people leaving religious orders. There was a clear line from Kathy's place in our family life to our supportive group of friends, and I'm grateful for that. My family would agree. This message is from Jean Wayner. If I had to pick one word to describe Kathy's presence in my life, it would be faithful. Her ongoing faith in me, whether alive or dead, has been a healing palm for that victimized part of myself. 
she has become not only a spiritual guide for me, but a heart friend whose faithful presence continues to teach me what love is really all about. I hold her family in my heart today. everybody, this is Gemma Hoskins, and I want to take a minute to talk about Sister Kathy, 50 years when we lost her, and that's so hard to believe for me. She was so young when I think that she was 26, and we only had her for a few years at Keogh. It just, it breaks my heart, but I also feel really good about the impact that she's had on the world, which there's some justice right there, right? So the first time I ever saw Kathy was at Keo when I entered as a freshman. There she was, standing in the middle of the first floor hallway in her long black dress with her black and white headpiece, but still so pretty and so sweet and just so welcoming to everybody. I was so fortunate to be in her English class, and she drew so many of us to the drama club. It was such a treat to be part of her shows and to just be around her. Kathy exuded incredible positive energy. And I think because of that, so many girls were comfortable going to her with problems or issues. And I think it's really important that we celebrate that part of her and not how she died. We don't know yet if that's going to be solved. I still have hope. And I'm still plugging away, keeping on. But I think it's really an opportunity for us to talk about what Kathy meant to each one of us. And to me, she was a highlight. She was a mentor without knowing it. And she's the reason I became a teacher. And I used so many of her strategies in my classroom. And you know what? Was she ever born ahead of her time? Because they all worked and they still work today. So just know I'm sending positive energy from me and Teddy to all of you and that we need to keep on keeping on for Kathy Sesnick. And let's not forget Joyce Malecki, four days on the 11th. It's the 50th anniversary of Joyce's death, and we still don't have answers for her family. Kathy Sesnick, thank you for continuing to touch the lives of people all around the world. Your life reminds us that our actions and words live on long after we are gone. Tonight, people from all around the world are lighting a candle in your memory. The candle flame will burn out eventually, but the memory of the light will live forever in our hearts. <laughs> 